We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So today we'll be talking about runners high. So, so okay, what I wanted to talk about this is because we started lab exercise again and we kept bringing this up. So what do y'all think is a runner's high? Um, It's the lie that's propagated by capitalism and people who want you to sign up for gym memberships or like buy <laughs> their exercise equipment. <laughs> mm, glad you said that. <laughs> I think it's like when they're happy, they're performing, then they, they are more motivated to keep up on exercising. Who's they? <laughs> the runners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so a runner's highest describes a brief, deeply relaxing state of euphoria. So euphoria being relaxing, joy or delight after intense or lengthy exercise. So uh, it's called runner's high because it was like first like described in like marathon runners. But then like it's actually any kind of exercise you can get this high. Mm. So people who experience this also report feeling less anxiety and pain immediately after their run. So some people say they experience it within a few minutes of exercise or within the first few hours. So it really varies from person to person. Mm. So the next question I have is, do you all get runners high? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like I do get it, but I get it like very delayed. So maybe like 15 to 30 minutes after I finish exercising, I would feel it. Mm. And so then a lot of times my brain doesn't really correlate the exercise to that feeling that I get. And so I just feel like very good, very happy, very like, yeah, motivated to do things. But mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Mm. I don't think it applies for me like okay no the only thing it does is maybe reduce like my headaches when I like so I just feel like my body is healthier a bit but then again I'm very tired so I'm like not high high I'm just like I guess relaxed in a state where you can like just sleep easily I guess okay I mean I I do get runner's high but I don't know whether it is runner's high which is why I wanted to like look at it Mm -hmm. and apparently it is very rare (laughs) with the majority of athletes survey reporting that they never experience it. So um, David Linden, a neuroscience professor at Johns Hopkins University, said that many distance runners feel merely drained or nauseated at the end of a long race. Yeah. Yeah. Not blissful. Yep. <laughs> but another issue that people bring up here is that it is difficult to measure like runner's high because euphoria is subjective between person to person. Wait, okay. what actually happens when you get the runner's high? Like, do you start dancing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just feel very happy. I just feel very happy. And, like, I feel very, okay, I, I don't know if this is what a lot of people feel but I feel very comfortable in my own skin I'm like suddenly I'm like oh my body is my body and I'm like I'm so happy to have this body that's what I feel when I get out of sight it's a cult <laughs> for me it's like all my anxieties disappear then I become a full on weirdo I'll just say whatever comes to my brain oh yes let's talk about that later yeah. but okay so one of the issues is that it's difficult to measure because it's subjective right like yeah. what I describe as euphoria or a deeply relaxing state is different from what you might feel Okay. and the second thing is it's coupled with the fact that you have to run for quite a while for it to kick in so most people agree that it usually hits around the 30 to 45 minute mark which may not be easy for a lot of people to like reach that level of like exercise continued exercise so which is why it may be quite rare and which mm. is why you usually see it in like marathon runners because you are running for like longer than that 
Mm. So 30 to 45 minutes would be like somewhere between like 5 to 8k for most people. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not reaching that, then like chances are you might not even be able to feel it. Like trigger the response. Trigger the response. Yes. Right. So that aside, some people clearly do feel it. So my next question is, what do you think causes runner's high? Endorphins. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> That's totally what I thought of as well. So running an aerobic exercise releases a flood of endorphins into your blood. And endorphins are often called the feel-good chemicals because they produce feelings of happiness and pleasure. Yeah. So before we go further, like, did you all know how they came up with the word endorphin? It's like a dolphin that is endogenous. <laughs> I was thinking of dolphins too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, endo, endogenous. Yeah, so endogenous meaning our body produces it. So where do you think the second part of the word comes from? Fin? Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's from morphine, which is the pain-relieving uh, opioid. So endorphins uh, is kind of like the short form of endogenous morphines. Morphine. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so it's a natural pain reliever. So this may help you to endure longer periods of exercise. Oh, this is so sad. This though, it's like yeah, yeah. it's a bit masochistic. If it sounds masochistic. Oh. So I wanted to test this out yesterday. So. <gasps> Because they exercised yesterday. Yeah. I mean, for me, usually, once I hit that point after 5 or 6k, I feel like I could go for another 3 or 4k. But before I hit that point, huh? it feels like torture. So, yes. yesterday, like, we did a 45-minute workout. Mm. And I'm like, I feel it already. Maybe I should try going for a run. And huh? I ran for, like, another, I think, 3k. Wow. And I felt so good. And I'm like, oh my god, I definitely feel this. Am I part of a exercise cult? But like yeah, population yeah, me, self, I guess. Self I cult. Yeah. <laughs> but do you all feel that pain relieving effect of endorphins though? Well, that assumes the pain is not in my soul, but oh, in my body. Physical pain. <laughs> um Have you not, ever experienced not, it? Not not too much, I think. Okay. I think, I, <laughs> I don't think I'm that motivated to exercise where I'll hit the mark where I'll be like, yeah, mm. I feel great. Okay. Every time I exercise, finish, like finish exercising, I'm just like, ah, tired, done, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has to be an end of the day thing because if it's at the start of the day, I'm done oh, with yeah. the day. Oh, that, is that why people exercise in the morning? I feel like for some people, it's a good like kickstart for them. Oh, because of the adrenaline. Yeah, but I can't. I can't, yeah. When so. I used to swim in the morning, Morning, the rest of the day I just I'll sleep I, I had no energy I'm an evening workout person as well though yeah so like it just helps me exercise more number one and like uh -huh. it makes me feel better it makes me feel so good okay okay but here's a plot twist <laughs> Scientists believe that endorphins were responsible for runner's high for decades. But more and more research is veering away from that. Because while endorphins are released into the bloodstream during exercise, they are large molecules. Not as in like large as we can see them, but like microscopically, they are large. Okay. Huh? So you can see it under my microscope? No, 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 As in like, when I say large molecules, I feel like most people would think like, oh, you can see it. But actually it's like large in the sense that like, relative to other molecules, it's quite big, body, okay. but you can't see it. So, but their size prevents them from crossing the blood-brain barrier. Yep, the BB. Wait, the BB. endorphins <laughs> are not released like in the brain? Yes, so I was like, huh? Isn't it like a neurotransmitter as well? Yeah. So I went on another deep dive on Wikipedia, but basically endorphins can be released either by your CNS, so your central nervous system, which is like the brain and the spine, or the peripheral nervous system, which is where most of it is released. <laughs> Isn't that everything? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like when you exercise, they believe that it's mostly secreted by the pituitary gland, which okay. releases it to your 
peripheral nervous system, okay. which is like your bloodstream. Yes. Not so much in your brain. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So like all the endorphins that are circulating in the bloodstream that people have like measured to be higher after exercise, those endorphins do not cross the blood brain barrier, which is why they are like veering away from thinking that endorphins are solely responsible for the runner's high. Okay. Does that make sense? It does and it doesn't in the sense that but if the endorphins are like suppressing pain in the peripheral nervous system, then technically the feedback will go back to the central nervous system mm. and it's like, yeah, I feel good. A bit so. of that, yeah. Yeah. Yes, let's go there. So the blood-brain barrier for people who are not familiar is that barrier that protects our brain from foreign pathogens or molecules. So like not everything circulating in your bloodstream will go to your brain. So yes. it's like protecting your brain. Yes. So what is the molecule that is responsible for it? So new research points to another type of molecule known as endocannabinoids. So sounds like cannabis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A little THC. Oh, yes. THC. So THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, which yeah. is the active compound in cannabis or weed, weed or marijuana or uh, I don't know what or... everyone calls it. But basically, so endo, again, endogenous and mm. cannabinoids, which is the active compounds in cannabis. Yes. So these molecules act on your endocannabinoid system, the same system that is affected by these drugs. Okay. So- uh. Like endorphins, endocannabinoids are produced when you exercise. And the specific type is anandamide, which is found at high levels in the blood after a run. Uh-huh. Okay. So they are smaller than endorphins and can cross the blood-brain barrier and result uh-huh. in psychoactive effects like euphoria, feeling calm, and reduced anxiety. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this line of thought started from a paper published by the group from the University of Heidelberg who showed that in mice, increased endocannabinoids reduces anxiety and sensations of pain in mice. Mm -hmm. And if you remove the cannabinoid receptor, you also lose that reduction in anxiety and pain. Right. So since then, more research has been carried out to show that endocannabinoids are involved in the mood elevating effects and the refilling of energy stores that you feel during exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So this is why like, because endocannabinoids are smaller and thus can pass the blood-brain barrier and is high in the bloodstream after you exercise, this is why scientists believe or like they're going in that direction that endocannabinoids are actually like directly responsible for runners high as opposed to like, you know, you said endorphins, like it will relieve pain and then it will like signal back. Whereas this one is like direct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So another hormone that scientists are also looking at is leptin. The hunger one. Yes. <sighs> Good job, biology. <laughs> so leptin is a hormone derived from fat cells to tell your brain that your body is full on fuel and energy. So leptin is actually the feeling full hormone. Right. So this is opposed to ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's very simplistic, like, explanation of what leptin and ghrelin is. Uh-huh. But anyway, so it was previously shown that low levels of leptin, so low levels of this full hormone, was linked to exercise addiction and fast marathon times in humans. Oh. So new research has found that in mice, low leptin levels were linked to faster running speeds and duration. And on top of that, altering leptin levels was linked to dopamine signaling. So dopamine is one of the happy hormones. And therefore, the likelihood of experiencing runners high. But again, with both these hormones, more research needs to be done. So you're saying if your leptin is low, you run faster. That Mm. means... Yes. When I'm hungry... I run faster. (laughs) When you're less full. Okay, when I'm less full. Not when I'm hungry. When the state of hunger. 
Okay, so why do, why do you say it makes sense? And let's see. It makes sense to me because when, I mean, hunter-gatherer times, when you mm. need to get, get food, ah. the drive would be ghrelin or leptin. And so if you feel less full more often, then you would exercise more and you would feel better. Yes, that's exactly right. To so they exercise? Think I was thinking more like to, to then go and catch the yeah, food. To, yeah, but exactly. you need to like run fast to catch the yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not exercise like we do nowadays because no, they probably no, don't need no. that exercise. Yes, but then I think like evolutionarily, is yeah. that the word? you would still have the effects of these hormones in play. Yes. Because like in olden times, like if you were hungry, you would have to go out and run. Yes. Whereas now, you know, we're like mostly sedentary and like food sauce is yeah. not scarce. And <laughs> nowadays, if I'm hungry, I just order the food and yeah. I don't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I found it interesting that like they're looking at actually other hormones besides endorphins. And yeah. So that's where the research is at now, but all the papers say more research needs to be done. So as, as always. As so. always, yeah. So I didn't realize how rare it was. Uh, What's this the stats is, for like how rare? I can't find it. Oh. I really like tried to look at it, but then like a lot of the articles were like by class pass or something. And I'm like, if not a lot of people feel it and you're like selling it to everybody, mm. is that ethical then? Okay, so sorry, I, I wanted to talk about it because sometimes you only know what you experience and you don't know what other people experience and this is a very narrow way of thinking about it but this is how I think sometimes like what I experience is what everyone else experience yeah. so I always thought runner's high was super normal and yeah. that like everybody feels it and that like you just have to run and then you feel good yeah. and then like when we talk and like after our exercise and everything then I realised oh maybe it's not and then like I google it and it's like actually super rare and it kind of like humbled me a bit because I'm like oh yeah my experience is not the world's experience but yeah, Amanda is very privileged and she doesn't even realize it. Yeah, like, this always. <laughs> I feel like Amanda's just a happier person like, in general. I have high empathy and I experience runners high and I have <laughs> no other health problems and like don't experience cramps. And <laughs> I do experience cramps for the record. It's just not that bad. Okay. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. And it's like, oh, but everyone experiences life the same as me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's what I was saying. I apologize to everyone in my life for assuming that everyone experiences life like I do and I acknowledge my privilege in that sense. Yeah, no, but everyone thinks that way though, so it's fine. Yeah, no, which is why Actually, I'm like, no, this it's is- not fine. It's not fine. But if we're all working on it, then I think it's like better. better. Than, than yeah. But going back to that, then I'm like, because I do kind of feel runners high sometimes. Mm. And I also know that I feel hungry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> after, so, right after exercising? Uh, no, no, no. So like in general, I'm a person that is like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, Actually, maybe I got thyroid problems. But <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, don't say that. I might, I might. But like, who knows? Anyway, but like, I do experience that lower anxiety. And so, I mean, also that's it. Exercise is also one of the more proven methods that actually helps with depression and also yes. a lot of anxiety disorders. Okay. Mm. So, I don't know how true this runner's high being rare is. Or is it just, yeah, again, people are just feeling it at different levels. Maybe people yeah. are actually not exercising hard enough. You're saying like, oh, I need the exercise for 30 minutes or 45 minutes but like how intense is the exercise is walking correct, gonna correct. give me that high no like yeah so so there's a lot of ambiguity and yeah 
And maybe it's not like the definition of runner's high is very specific, like mm. but you can feel different, yeah, different levels of relaxation and, yeah, and yeah. anything would be actually beneficial already. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I actually wasn't gonna talk about it, but oh. there are many long term health benefits of exercise. Oh, really? <laughs> Do tell man. <laughs> No, I was just like, I, I don't know if this is too much, but okay, I, I tried to only take the important part of the article. But basically, regular cardiovascular exercise can actually spark growth of new blood vessels to nourish the brain, which is why you do feel the mental health benefits. Oh, so okay. exercise may also produce new brain cells in certain locations through a process called neurogenesis. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought, like, <laughs> I thought it's like you make brain cells like in your legs. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, so neurogenesis in your brain, <laughs> which may lead to an overall improvement in brain performance and prevent cognitive decline. Okay. Mm. So exercise does have a dramatic antidepressive effects because it also blunts the brain's response to physical and emotional stress. So what's more, the hippocampus, so that part of the brain that is associated with memory and learning, yeah. has been found to increase in the brains of regular exercisers. So other mental health benefits include improved working memory and focus, better task switching ability and elevated mood. So any aerobic exercise, including running or jogging, if you make it a part of your regular routine, you can actually experience the mental health benefits of mm. exercise. Mm. So this David Linden, so that neuroscience professor from the beginning of the episode, says that voluntary exercise is the single best thing one can do to slow the cognitive decline that accompanies normal aging. So basically, this is my agenda to get everyone to exercise, even if you don't experience runner's high. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's important. I mean, stop rolling your eyes, okay? It's like short term benefit versus long term regret, if I can justify it all away. But there is short term benefit and long term benefit, so why wouldn't you do it? It's What's the short term benefit? Runners, oh. <laughs> you just feel happier, like, or you feel more relaxed, or you feel like your pain goes away. Mm. Pain relief as well. But what about the pain in my soul? And as usual. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like how much do I hate exercise for me to like want to bet, like feel all these things you need to weigh. Yeah. It, but you do agree. Okay, like one of the main reasons I exercise is for cardiovascular health. It's not uh, to chase that runner's high. Yeah, I just don't. So isn't it enough? Just let me I mean, I'll like, just die young. <laughs> you know, you talk about like endorphins and endocannabin endocannabinoids. Yeah. Anyway, you say like these are just the ones that we make endogenously. What about the ones that I can get externally? Oh my anyway. god, we're not going there. <laughs> and then the mic. Can we make like endocannabinoids in? Oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, god, shoot. it's not endo anymore. <laughs> And as usual, please don't take drugs. <laughs> yeah, as usual, please Say don't. no to drugs. It's the official stance of the lab doctor. Yes, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment and a rating would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll link all the articles in the episode description so you can check them out. Thank you. Say no to drugs. Bye. Bye. Yes <laughs> to exercise. Bye. Get them endogenously, not <laughs> exogenously. Yeah.